2: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of
3: NASCAR.
4: Nice and clean, execute our race for a in
5: position, gotta be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day, and gotta be there
2: when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
5: Harvick will not get to the finish line. Hamlin passes him. Kevin Harvick will not make the
6: playoffs. You know what? It, um, it didn't really bother me. Um, and, I, and I think that's because we won nine races.
2: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Wheelin Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley.
7: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you as our countdown to Speed Weeks 2021 continues. And we have a lot on our plate on today's show. We're going to look back at Kevin Harvick's 20-year career in the NASCAR Cup Series. He has accomplished a lot. Race wins, championship wins. We'll all look back on it together. Also coming up, we'll chat with Kevin. We'll chat with his teammate, Eric Almarola chase briscoe and cole custer that four-pronged approach to the 2021 season that is stewart haas racing also coming up on the show we'll chat with daytona international speedway president chip Weil. he's going to stop by and bring us up to speed on all things speed weeks 2021 we're also going to take an in-depth look at the new teams formed in the off season as we get ready to go racing yet again here in this brand new racing season plus We'll revisit a flashback to the 2019 Daytona 500 and a whole lot more. But first, to get us started, Kyle Ricky is here to catch us up on the news after a lot of on-track action in Daytona over the weekend. Kyle?
8: Mike, former Stuart Haas Racing teammates Eric Almirola and Clint Boyer still have one more score to settle, and that will come with this Sunday's playing of Super Bowl 55. Almirola from Tampa, Florida will no doubt be pulling for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, well, Boyer from Emporia, Kansas, will be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Almarola says a wager will
3: definitely be made in the days before the big game. The wager will have to be set. There's a big game on the line, obviously, and I know he's a huge Chiefs fan, and I am uh, I'm a huge Bucks fan as well. So, yeah, we'll have to see. One, one of us is going to go into Daytona Speedweeks a lot happier than the other one.
8: Almarola will remain with Stuart Haas Racing this year in the team's number 10 car. While Boyer has retired from full time competition and will join the Fox Sports broadcast team beginning in Daytona next week. Trackhouse Racing will make its on track debut in Daytona next week. A team owned by Justin Marks, with partner, singer songwriter Pitbull, will run the number 99 car with Daniel Suarez as their driver. Pitbull says now is a perfect time for him to become involved with the sport while also delivering the message of unity. The
9: reason that I got involved in this is because it was a greater initiative. And the greater initiative is what we need more than ever, especially in these times. And I'll say it again, one race one race only, the human race. And if we could do it through music, if we could do it through NASCAR, and by entertaining, motivating, and inspiring them, then that's why I signed up for it.
8: Pitbull will also officially kick off the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series season as it has been announced that he will be the Grand Marshal for the Daytona 500 on Sunday, February 14th. And there was some sad news to start this week, as Beard Motorsports announced that the team's president and founder, Mark Beard Sr., passed away on Monday. Beard was 72 years old. The team will continue on in his memory and will attempt the Daytona 500 with the number 62 car, and driver Noah Gregson next week.
7: Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, some of the highlights from Kevin Harvick's 20-year NASCAR Cup Series career. And later, we'll hear from the driver, Kevin Harvick himself. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential
10: area.
2: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink.
7: Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's hard to believe Kevin Harvick made his Cup Series debut 20 years ago at Rockingham after the tragedy of the 2001 Daytona 500. He's gone on to become one of the staples of the sport. And he's racked up some big wins. Here are some of the biggest highlights from Kevin Harvick's racing career. Kevin Harvick
1: is driving a Richard Childress Chevrolet today. It's a GM Goodwrench Chevrolet. It's white. It's number twenty-nine. Now Kevin was scheduled to run several Winston Cup races for Richard Childress racing later this season, but because of what's transpired in the last week, he's making his first NASCAR
6: Winston Cup start today. I think the best advice I got yesterday was from Richard. He told me uh He says, hey, don't run that thing hard for five or 10 laps. He says, let him drive by, let him do what you have to do. and, And I listened for once yesterday, and it actually worked. Last time, down
1: the back, stretching into turn three. Kevin Harvick, who had bad luck in yesterday's Bush race, but a great car in today's cup race. Kevin Harvick leads the field off of turn four. Kevin Harvick will get the honor of being the first winner at the new Chicago Land Speedway. He's going to win the Tropicana
7: 400. Mark Martin brings the field to the back straightaway. Everybody in single file, the front two, front three cars. Here's Kyle Bush to the outside, to the inside. Martin throws the block. Bush slams into Harvick. Harvick's up. Here
1: comes Kevin Harvick, he draws even with Mark Martin, side by side for the race lead for the win. Martin down low, Kevin Harvick wheel to wheel, Bush spins off turn four. Kyle Busch spins, Matt Kenseth spins, but here comes the race to the Daytona 500 victory. At the stripe, Kevin Harvick gets it by inches, comes out of nowhere and Kevin Harvick is the 2007 Daytona 500 winner.
11: I didn't know,
6: hell I got so excited I punched a damn mirror out of the car. The thing, uh, I, I think I broke my dang hand, but uh, I was so excited when they, when they came across the start finish line that I didn't know what to do. So I was trying to stuck my arm out there and punch him here.
12: Two drivers looking to go to victory lane for the second time this season. Around the outside goes Kevin Harvick. He's the race leader on the final
1: lap. Kevin Harvick, power move in the outside lane, drives around Dale Earnhardt Jr he drives away from Junior, Harvick by five as he heads for three.
7: Kevin Harvick for the final time off the end of the back straightaway, looking for a win at Darlington. It's up to three, it's up to four, five, Carlings in hand off the corner.
1: He'll be the first repeat winner in the 2014 season and he scores his first win at Darlington Raceway, Kevin Harvick. Takes the Bojangles Southern 500.
6: It's like a dream. Uh, you you lay it all out on paper and, and you say this is what we want to do and we want to race for wins and championships and you know everything that you that you uh, talk about and and dream about and, and dream up and and and, and uh, want it to to be like. Uh, and here we are. For the
7: final time, up the back straightaway, they're racing for the win and they're racing for the championship. Kevin Harvick leads the way, Ryan Newman has used it all up, it's
1: Harvick looking for the checkered flag and the title. Kevin Harvick has a five car length lead, he's off turn four, headed to the line, he sees the checkered flag waving. He's the winner of the Ford EcoBoost 400 and he is your 2014 NASCAR Spread Cup
5: Series champ. Holy cow! Unbelievable! Unbelievable. You're the man, Kevin Hart. You are the man,
12: buddy. A simply remarkable performance yet again for Kevin Harvick,
5: winner for the ninth time here at ISM Raceway. Hey, Hamlin's got a full head of steam. Here he comes on the back bumper of Harvick. Hamlin looks to the inside. Harvick blocks. Checkered flag in the air. And Kevin Harvick wins the Consumer's Energy 400 at Michigan.
12: Career win at number 55. He will tie now. Hall of Famer, Rusty Wallace, 10th all-time on the win list. Kevin
1: Harvick with a single car length advantage over Jeff Gordon as they race into turn one. Let's see how Gordon tries to get it done. Harvick once again off turn number two for the final time. Right up against the wall. Jeff Gordon running right behind him. He'll try to chase him down. Harvick's race to win as he works toward three for the final time. Side-by-side race for third, but Kevin Harvick trying to hold off Jeff Gordon for the win. Coming out of turn number four. Gordon is down low. Harvick is up high. Side-by-side. For Harvick trying to hold on. Gordon races to his inside. They touch at the stripe. Kevin Harvick on the outside with a ghost of Dale Earnhardt looking on. Kevin
6: Harvick pulled off one of the all time upsets in NASCAR history. You know, we've just been fortunate, um, you know, to, to have good cars and win some races through the years, lucked into a few of them, uh, earned a few of them, and, and just, uh, you know, I'm just I'm having fun and fortunate to be on a race team like this.
7: Thanks to our friends at the Performance Racing Network for that last call, which was Kevin Harvick's first win in 2001 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Coming up, Kevin Harvick himself recalls that first win in Atlanta and later the rest of the Stuart Haas racing team. This is NASCAR Live. Now back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. After hearing some of the best moments from Kevin Harvick's career, let's hear from the man himself. Our very own Jeff Striegel had a chance to chat with the veteran driver from Bakersfield, California.
12: Nine-time winner from a year ago, Kevin Harvick. Kevin, hello, how are
6: you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
12: Let's talk about 2020 before we jump into Daytona and what lies ahead. Nine times you went to Victory Lane last year. Remarkable. When you got to Daytona in February a year ago, could you have imagined Nine wins at this level. It's hard to win here, and you know that. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, trust me. I've gone gone through a few of them without winning anything. So, you know, I think as as you look at the success that we had last season, I think, you know, it obviously says a lot about our race team. Uh, you look at the experience and, and the you know, the, the depth that we have at, at Stuart Haas Racing, and, you know, I think um, all those crazy Tony moments throughout the years uh, prepared us for COVID uh, and, and the crazy preparation – and changes that it would take to, uh, to be successful in, in a year uh, that had just, um, you know, unforeseen circumstances that we were going to have to deal with. And, and you know, I think Stuart Haas Racing has done a great job in dealing with those things in the past. And, um, you know, I think we've, we've been through a lot of, you know, really big changes from going from Chevrolet to Ford and changing drivers. And, so, you know, I think our group is um, well-versed in, in trying to adapt to the things that are thrown at them. And, and I think that that shined through this year, uh, especially with our team, uh, with Rodney and all the, all the guys on the four car that have been together for uh, going on eight years now uh, as, as we start this 21 season.
12: How difficult was it for you, Kevin, to not come away with a championship? We heard from everybody that either thought that you had deserved it, you've been robbed of it, or that's the way it goes at this level, right? They don't count. What did yeah. you think at the end of the season, knowing that you had that type of year, but yet you came up without a championship?
6: You know what? It's, um, it didn't really bother me. Um, and, I, and I think that's because we won nine races. And, you know, we were so competitive week in and week out. And you look back and you probably could have won you know, 12 or 15, if you'd done a few things here and there. And that's really what we strive for is to, is to be competitive week in and week out and and win, win races. Um, You know, the playoffs are so hard to put all those weeks together and then to have to put one day together. If you make it that far, it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the nature of the beast and, and, um, in order to be good at this, you have to have a really really short term memory and you, because you can drag everything down so much easier than you can build it up into a successful um, group of people and and so you know managing that at the at the end of the year was was definitely you know a situation that you had to you know really focus on and and you know you had to kind of swallow your pride a little bit and, and make sure that you did and said the right things and and be disappointed with with what you did, but also understand. Um, how successful the year was. So be careful what you wish for, right? Um, in trying to turn the world upside down over, over a one-race championship and, and three weeks at a time in the playoffs. And, and so, um, you know, our, our focus has been, has been to win races. Um, if, if it all comes together, you know, at the, at the end of the year and, and we win a championship, that's great. Um, but if not, we're not going to dwell on the things and, and rip everything apart. Because of that, so it's it's um, it's it's a balance. You know, obviously we want to win the championship, but you also don't want to tear everything apart that we've that we've spent seven years building up together and and understanding each other and and what it takes to win. You know, you are now starting your twentieth year at
12: the cup level. When you look back at your amazing career to date, is there one moment that stands above? all the others
6: i would definitely have to say that first win um just because of the fact that you know winning the championship was was a great accomplishment um but you know i think as as you look back at that first win and you know i think so many people uh who haven't been around the sport for 20 years you know probably would never understand the things that that happened and the change that went into our sport and the confusion of not only the race fans, but the, you know, the people within the industry of where do we go from here? Um, But, you know, winning that first race and, and not um, really understanding the magnitude of what that meant at that particular time is something that you can look back on now and really understand, you know, the magnitude of, of what that meant to the sport and the things that happened around that win and, and the, you know, the things that that meant to RCR and, and you know, helping keep the company headed in the, in the right direction and keep it going. Uh, there was just a number of things that were affected that day. And, and you know, as you, as you look back and, and you really, you know, you, you think about everything that happened in those three weeks leading, or two weeks leading up to the third week and um, just so many things that was supposed to be my first race with America Online as a sponsor in the number 30 car. Ah, uh, we'd been there to practice, and and so there was just so many crazy scenarios that 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 kind of played out with with everything that happened with Dale, and and coming back there and and winning that race was um, was something that you know it's hard to top. I mean, I always tell people that you know it's it's my career kind of started backwards, right? So you have all the notoriety and fame and everything that you that you want to work your whole career to get towards. And you start off with all that because of a, you know, a terrible accident that, that Dale had um, and being put in that car. Um, So you had to deal with a lot of really high pressure things and intense things right off the bat that, you know, probably could be dealt with way better today, but it's just like that first press conference that I had at Rockingham. There's no bigger press conference that you'll ever have with more cameras pointing at you or more flash bulbs going off or more people sitting in the tent or more gloomy uh, or more pressure uh, than, than you'll ever face in that particular day. And, and so, you know, we've kind of worked backwards from there, um, screwed a few things up along the way, done a few things right. Uh, but, you know, in the end, it's just there's nothing that's ever going to top those, those three weeks of time uh, that happened after Dale's death. It was an amazing moment in NASCAR, absolutely
12: no doubt about it, In a quick trip back to victory number one. The next victory could be just a few short weeks away when we get to Daytona. Kevin Harvick, all the best as we head to 2021. I appreciate it. Good talking to
7: you. Thank you, Jeff. Coming up, we continue with the stewart House Racing theme and chat with Eric Almirola, Chase Briscoe, and Cole Custer, plus Daytona's Chip Weil coming up as well. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live going from a 20-year veteran to a driver beginning his 10th full-time year in the NASCAR Cup Series, MRN's Woody Kane. Caught up with the driver of the number 10 Ford Mustang ahead of year number 10.
10: Eric Almarola joins us now from Stewart-Haas Racing and Eric, we're getting ready to head to Daytona and you're going to be there for quite a while. The first two uh, points events, the Clash, the Duels, the all all that going on in a couple of weeks. How important is it to get that very quick start since you're going to be in the same place and get the, I don't know, by the time you get out of there, three, four, five races counting the exhibitions under your belt, because man, you can kind of be clawing your way out of a hole if you don't, right?
3: Yeah, you could, but there's also, you know, there's also a a lot of opportunity to be had down there in Daytona. So that's really the way I'm looking at it. Um, You know, we're going to go down there and um, we're going to try and do our best to, to maximize each and every single race. Every race matters um even the clash you know the clash is gonna the clash is uh exciting to win but on top of that it's going to be a great opportunity for us to get prepared and ready for the the points race that's coming up right after the Daytona 500 on that road course so um it all matters it's all going to be a big deal and um the biggest of all of that is the Daytona 500 you know I I think that at, um, at some level, all the other races don't really matter. Um, when you are going to Daytona to get up, get ready for the Daytona 500, that's the crown jewel event. It's the race that everybody wants to win. Um, we've been so close on, on several occasions and, um, I want that Harley Jarrell trophy really, really bad. So, um, that's, that's our goal. That's our focus as we, we head to Daytona and all the other races are kind of secondary for sure.
10: Eric, let's wrap up with this. To your um, Beyond the Ten videos on YouTube, one of the things, one of the posts there was about 2020 being your career year. And looking at the numbers, uh, in 18 you finished fifth overall and had a win. Last year you led a whole bunch more laps. So what made it a career year in your mind?
3: Well, just our performance on the racetrack, uh, week in and week out. You know, running up front leading laps, winning stages and challenging to, to win races. And yeah, when you look at the, the end result and where we finished in the points standings and, and you look at the win column, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say like that was a career year. But when you look at all the other details and how well we ran, how many laps we led, how many top fives we've had, how many top tens we had, it was, it was a career year. And that just speaks volumes about our potential. It really does. We have so much potential going into this year that if we can, that if we can really build on the year that we had last year and we can capitalize and win some of those races that honestly, I felt like we should have, um, you know, we, we, we should have won three or four races last year, uh, which would have made a tremendous difference going into the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, we, ha- we have to execute better. We've got to perform at a higher level in the playoffs, and we've got to just do a better job in general. So um, if we can do those things, we, we have so much potential to, to go a long ways in the playoffs and, and honestly uh, find ourselves in Phoenix running for a championship.
10: All right, over 300 laps led in 2020, 2021 right around the corner. Eric, thanks for your time. Good luck at Daytona and beyond.
3: Thank you, guys.
7: Thank you, Woody. Cole Custer is beginning his sophomore season in the NASCAR Cup Series and at Stewart Haas Racing after scoring a win at Kentucky last season. Jeff Striegel chatted with the California native.
12: Joining us right now, a driver with new colors and a new name on the hood, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But right now, let's welcome in Cole Custer. Cole, how are you?
13: I'm great. Thanks for having me on.
12: How was winter vacation? Have you had enough fun? Are you ready to go racing?
13: I mean, this time of year is when you're ready to get back in the car. I mean, we've had enough of uh, trying to go golf or trying to fish or whatever it is um, that we're not good at. So I'm, I'm ready to get back to the track.
12: You won at Kentucky. Uh, you put yourself in contention to win a championship. When Do, do you sit down either privately or with the crew and say, here are the goals, the aspirations, here's what we would consider to be a good season, or do you stay away from that entirely?
13: Yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of share our goals before the season, and also just, uh, you know, you have to take it one step at a time and how you're going to attain those goals, and uh, the biggest thing is being on the same page and making good decisions off your notes based off last year, so You go over all that, you talk with your team, and you try and make sure that you're making the right decisions going into this year.
12: So if you were to lay it out, if you're willing to lay it out, what would be a good year for you? I I know that hands down you want to be in contention to race for a championship, but with that you've got to get a win or more. What do you feel is realistic for Cole Custer and the 41 team?
13: Uh, I think for us, taking it one step at a time, the biggest thing is uh, being towards the front more often. Um, Last year, you know, we could hit it from time to time, but I think now, you know, we have to be more consistent with it. And, you know, the more you're towards the front, the more chances you're going to have to win races. So I think uh, the more that we can do that, the better we'll be.
12: As a race car driver, as a young race car driver, when you think it's time to pack the bag and head to Daytona to compete in the Daytona 500, does that... Does that give you goosebumps? Does it make you nervous?
13: You know, there's so much history that goes into that race. It's just, it means a ton to be able to go run there. I mean, they've been running there for so long. And to put your name, to have the chance to put your name in that category of winners of the Daytona 500, just, it's it's something that every driver wants to do and accomplish. So I think it's a race that everybody puts that little extra effort into. And uh, we just try and make sure that we run the smartest race possible to try and put us there up, th- up front at the end.
12: Well, there's a lot of people that will be pulling for you, Cole Custer. And we wish you all the best in the 2021 season as we head off to Daytona. All the best, Cole.
13: Thank you. I appreciate it.
12: That is Cole Custer.
7: Thank you, Jeff. And joining the Stuart Haas Racing ranks this year is Chase Briscoe. He's coming off a nine-win NASCAR Xfinity Series last year. He starts his rookie year in the Cup Series. Jeff Striegel also chatted with Chase. Want
12: to welcome in right now Chase Briscoe. And Chase, I think before we get started with anything, we've got to go back and just say congratulations to you on a tremendous 2020 season in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Have you allowed yourself the opportunity to just let that soak in during the offseason?
11: Yeah, a little bit. It's crazy that. to think back you know how last year went first off thank you for for mentioning it it was definitely a incredible season obviously we didn't get the championship like we would have hoped for but to to be able to win nine races I mean that's something you dream about so you know it definitely was a a great year but you know we've got to continue to move forward and you know that's in the past now now you have to continue to prove yourself moving on to a new series a bigger series and you know we gotta we gotta do it all over again so I just hope to be competitive moving up and, and definitely looking forward to the challenge. It was
12: an emotional year. You became an emotional fan favorite for a number of different reasons. But now let's move to the emotion of the phone call or that chance meeting where they said, Chase, we want to talk to you. We've got an opportunity. We've got a seat to fill at Stuart Haas Racing and we want you to be that driver to fill that seat. What was that moment like? If you can take us back and share that with us,
11: yeah, it was unbelievable. And it it really started a couple months before. I don't even remember. Probably around August, September. Um, I was laying in bed one night and my phone started ringing. It was probably 11 o'clock at night, and it was Tony calling me. And it was super odd that Tony was was calling me in the first place, especially that hour of the night. And you know, we kind of chit chatted for a little bit, talked about some sprint car stuff, and and probably talked for 15-20 minutes, and he said, hey, let's talk some business, so I was like, okay, and we started talking, and you know, I had some other offers to go do some other things, and you know, didn't really know what was going to line out for 2021, and, and Tony just flat out told me, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this coming year, um, but the 14 is yours in 2022, It's just a, a matter of if it happens in 2021, I don't know, but for sure, 2022, that, that's your card. I want you to be in it, so, you know, that reassured me a ton, just because I wasn't really sure where SHR's head was at, just because I hadn't heard a lot, and then I had some other offers that I was, you know, honestly thinking about maybe going and doing, and, um, you know, so that reassured me a ton, and that made it where I kind of put the other offers to rest, just because I wanted to to be in the 14 that bad. That's how much that number meant to me. And I was willing to, to go back and run Xfinity again, if I had to. And, um, you know, fast forward a couple months later, and I want to say it was on a Monday. I get a call from our, our marketing guy at SHR and he says, drop everything you're doing Wednesday. Tony's sending his plane down. Uh, Highpoint.com is going to meet us at Tony's house. And it's kind of a last ditch effort to see if they're going to do the Xfinity car or the cup car the following year. So Wednesday or actually Tuesday, the next day comes and a couple of my Xfinity guys, um, call me and and tell me that there was a 14 car with high point all over that just rolled through the shop. And I was like, yeah, Tony's got this plan. He's going to surprise the high point people and try to show them what this thing looks like and maybe get them to jump on board. So I'm still oblivious to all that's happening. And then we go up there Wednesday and uh, we hang out with Tony all day the high point folks. And, uh, we're at the dinner table and we get done eating and, and Tony, starts starts talking uh you know i thought oh here it goes he's going to ask them what they want to do next year and what the plan is and he says i want to give you an opportunity to to go cup racing next year and you're going to be in the 14 and uh it was unbelievable he had hidden cameras everywhere um the amount of effort that he put into it um you know he said that you only get told you're going to cup once and he wanted me to be able to remember that moment forever and he had my parents there. My wife was supposed to go, and she had doctor's appointment, so she couldn't go. But the fact that he put all that effort in just to, to you know, have it where I could remember that moment for her. come to find out the High Point folks had signed on almost two weeks before, and everybody kept me in the dark on it. So it, it definitely was neat how Tony did it and uh, something and I'll never incredible. forget. Well, we're excited
12: to watch you in your rookie season as we head to Daytona. Chase, best of luck.
7: And, again, we wish you all the best.
11: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me once again.
12: You bet. That is Chase Briscoe.
7: Thanks again, Jeff. Coming up, we'll chat with Daytona International Speedway President Chip Weil. And later, we'll look at the new teams formed in the NASCAR Cup Series.
2: Whelan would like to recognize MRN veteran broadcaster Woody Kane. He is the Wheeland Crew Member of the Week. When he's not serving up NASCAR news, one of Woody's favorite hobbies is competitive barbecue. My wife and I went to a Charlotte Shout contest uh, and they had an amateur division
10: barbecue contest. We walked around and looked and sampled like you do. I mean, that's kind of the reason you go to sample stuff, right? So we walked around. I left thinking, you know what, we could do this. So I came back and told the guys that I cook with a lot, let's let's enter one of these and and enter the amateur side because so we started doing it and then we started deciding, well, we need to practice some more. And if you wanna find out how strong your marriage is, tell your wife, honey, I'm going to barbecue practice and see how that flies. Well, my wife was good with it we had a good time. We started getting a little better and a little better as we got more experience. And finally we started to get a trophy here and there. And over the years we got nine or 10, but really it all started with just hanging out with your friends doing it and then seeing an amateur division at a barbecue
2: contest and thinking, we can do that. Wheel and Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1952.
7: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Last weekend was the official start of Speed Weeks 2021 with the Rolex 24 at Daytona. Now we're about to kick off the stock car portion of Speed Weeks 2021. And Daytona International Speedway track president Chip Wiles been busy Getting the world center of racing ready for us. Woody Kane chatted about preparation which Chip. Chip
10: Weill is with us now, the president of Daytona International Speedway and the busiest man in show business at the moment, Chip. You're just coming off the Rolex, but it didn't start just this past weekend. You guys have been going pedal to the metal for weeks now. Have you had a chance to take a deep breath yet? Because you're off to a great start.
4: Yeah, no, not yet. You know, the team's done a tremendous job as we geared up for the Rolex 24. You know, we started two weeks ago with the Roar before the Rolex 24, which was fantastic. And then what an incredible race last weekend. You know, going down to the last seven or eight minutes, two cars battling less than a second apart. Unfortunately, Chip Ganassi Racing's car had a tire issue. But um, just speaks to how far this series has come. You know, it's, uh, it's amazing to watch these machines battle for 24 hours. And such close proximity to one another and, 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 and going to be there at the end to try to race for one of those beautiful Rolex Cosmograph Daytonas. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun weekend. It was great to welcome race fans back to the track. You know That's what we wake up every day to do, and for us to be able to welcome them back safely was something that our team was really proud of. And now we turn all of our attention to our biggest race, the Daytona 500, next Sunday afternoon live on Fox.
10: One of the things that we didn't get to see a whole lot of last year because of the circumstances from the pandemic was practice and qualifying. You're going to have both, and qualifying for the Daytona 500 is coming up on February 10th. Any twists and turns there?
4: No, but you know we'll have uh, the front row qualifying, Kroger qualifying day on Wednesday night, um, and that's always exciting for us. Set the front row. These teams work so hard in the off season to to find raw speed. And I think that's on full display on Wednesday night when they, when they make a single, single lap and see what, what kind of speed they have in their race car. But then, you know, as part of the tradition of the Daytona 500, the blue-green vacations duel on Thursday night is always an exciting race. But this year, knowing that some of these cars have to race their way in, there's more cars entered than there are spots for the Daytona 500. It just really puts drivers on edge. they got to make sure that they put themselves in a position, especially knowing that some of these cars don't have points to fall back on uh, to make sure they make the 63rd running of the Great American Race. So it's going to be a fun week. You know, this is what we all live for. This is why we work so hard for months and months and months, and it's finally here, and we're ready to get going.
10: Yeah, a lot of big names going to be having to race their way into the Daytona 500, so that's going to be fun to watch as well. One of the questions that we get is, what's the situation with fans? How can people get involved, and what will the protocols be for those who are going to be in attendance at Daytona?
4: Yeah, you know, I think having fans right now is a privilege, and we certainly take that privilege very seriously. The safety of our fans is always our first priority uh, each and every time we open up the venue, but certainly during COVID, we've taken some additional precautions. So we will have fans at every one of the races, starting on Tuesday, uh, the Bush Clash, all the way through the Daytona 500, and into the next week with the three races on the road course. Uh, if, if your fans want to buy tickets to the events, DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. Best way to get your tickets and plan your visit to a, a day out at the at the World Center of Racing. But uh, we're really proud of it. Obviously, we're taking additional precautions. We'll have sanitizer when folks enter the gates. We will take their temperature. We'll keep them socially distant. We'll have cashless forms of payment for all of your concessions items. Again, a lot of the things that uh, people have gotten used to over the last year, uh, but I'm so proud to be a part of this company and, and, and our sport. We've really taken a leadership position in a lot of these areas of the business. First sport back last year with live content at Darlington Raceway two months after the pandemic started. In the next month, we had fans back in attendance and have been able to do that at some of our properties uh, throughout the rest of last year and end of this year. So I think there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a fan of NASCAR and look forward to get going next week.
10: You mentioned once it starts up during speed weeks, it doesn't really stop. You got Friday night, the Camping World Truck Series, Saturday, the Xfinity Series, and of course, Sunday, the Great American Race, the Daytona 500. Tickets still available for all of those or is there any any
4: sellouts yet? yeah so we're at capacity uh for the daytona 500 but all of the other events for speed weeks we still have limited tickets available and as a reminder t- you know saturday we will have a double header so the arca uh, menard series will be in action at one o'clock with the lucas soil 200 their season opening event and then the xfinity series stars will be out at five o'clock in the beef it's what's for dinner 300 an exciting race always a, always a fan favorite uh, as part of Speed Weeks, but uh, and in the winner, which I think is super cool, the winner of Beef It's What's for Dinner 300 gets a cooler full of beef, so they can come we can cook out Saturday <laughs> night and get fed. I thought you were going to say you're going to give away a cow, sort of like New Hampshire gives away a lobster, but they kind of are. are. It's, just, yeah. it's already it's already
10: ready to eat, though. <laughs> That's fantastic, Chip while We appreciate your time. Good luck during Speed Weeks. I know you're going to be. Uh, longing for some sleeping coming up pretty soon but now it's too busy so it's a good way to be busy for sure thanks for your time
7: Thanks so much thank you woody coming up a spotlight on the new teams for 2021 and later we revisit the 2019 daytona 500 and preview a nascar live special edition this is nascar live now back to mike bagley Welcome back to NASCAR Live. 2021 is proving to be exciting for several reasons, but a lot of folks are excited about two brand new teams formed in NASCAR. Kim Kuhn shadowed with several of the drivers eager to get on the track and represent their new teams. She starts with one of the more high profile teams, 2311 Racing, with Bubba Wallace.
0: We are less than a month away from you making your debut with 2311 Racing. How does the excitement level compare to other big moments of your career?
14: Uh, I don't know if I've been this excited in a really long time. Um, just a wonderful opportunity that I'm ready to capitalize on. We got we have the right people in place. We have the right uh, resources in place. The partnerships are there with with Toyota with JGR. I'm uh, I'm really excited to get going.
1: Denny Hamlin across the
0: line. Denny Hamlin will go back to back. You can definitely see and hear the excitement when you talk about it and. You know great opportunities are hard to come by and hard to earn in this sport and a new team is a great opportunity so what was it like for you to be able to bring bubba into the fold and tell him that he gets a shot with this team
15: well it was it was a great opportunity uh, you know for him and and to me this is you know the best opportunity he's ever had in the in the cup series or in racing in general uh you know he's going to be with a Team that's got a great affiliation in Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, great opportunity with the the ownership with Michael. Um, We got some great partners that are going to be with us for this entire year, and you know, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle are there. It's just you know, again, we're 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 trying to build a castle, and we're we're still building the foundation. You know, so it's uh it's going to be a learning process. It's you know him integrating into the JGR type of system that I've always been accustomed to and, and teaching that to him, uh, the preparation in which I go through, um, the studying that I do, you know, there's a lot of different things that I feel like I can help him in his learning curve for learning the system that I want to implore on this team.
5: Side lane has Bubba Wallace now trying to take the top spot.
15: It takes a
14: lot for me to get excited. So, um, like I said, this is, this is a really cool deal for me, but also, know there's a lot of work to be done. Um, there's a lot um, that is upon my shoulders that a lot of people are looking up to me to be able to carry. And uh, I'm ready to deliver that, ready to provide you know, everything that I can give it my 200% effort each and every day, each and every time, you know, we've had some time on the SIM these last couple of weeks. So that's been really good, really beneficial for everybody involved. And, and so I, um, I know the task at hand, I know how important it is and what we have to do. So as much as it's getting through the growing pains and whatnot, we still have to go out and run, run races, do the best that I can eliminate our mistakes and um, walk away with really good finishes.
7: Daniel Suarez pulls away from a side-by-side battle for second. Exciting news for you, you
0: joined Trackhouse Racing for its very first season. What excites you most about this new team?
9: Yeah, there is many things that I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this year. Um, you know, Justin Marks, Ty Norris, uh, all this partnership with, uh, with Team Chevy and, uh, and RCR are really super exciting, um, very promising. Uh, really looking forward to be competitive again and, and, uh, and be able to go to a racetrack with a shot to, to win. You know, that's, that's what every single driver out there goal is, you know, to be able to compete and, and have a shot to, to win races. So really looking forward to that.
1: The pride of Monterey, Mexico is free and clear with less than a lap to go. Justin
0: is co of the team and he spent two decades as a driver. What are the benefits of having a former driver as a team owner?
9: He understands uh, extremely well the position of a driver, you know, what what a driver actually needs to be competitive and, and, and to win races. Uh, you know, some, sometimes people think that just because you are in a, in a big organization or with a very popular team, that means you should be winning. And it doesn't work like that. You know, it's everything about having the right support, having the right equipment, having the right people. And, uh, and all that to build takes time. And, uh, and when you have an owner that understands extremely well both sides of the coin, uh, it just it just you know, very, very very lucky for me that he that he happens to be the, the the owner of this uh of track house racing so really looking forward to that um uh obviously you know a lot of cool things happening as well with uh with people joining the team uh mr worldwide a super well-known person just in the u.s but worldwide uh, especially in the in the, La- in the latino market so really looking forward to to put a little different taste into the sport
7: We're all excited to see what these teams can do this season and what the future holds. Coming up, we're going to revisit the 2019 Daytona 500 and preview a special edition of NASCAR Live.
2: Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network.
7: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head to the house for this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do... We are more than ready for the Daytona 500. Cars on track for the Great American Race one week from Sunday. Let's revisit the 2019 renewal of the Daytona 500 and its exciting finish between Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch.
12: 101,000 are on their feet and waiting for the green flag it is out trouble
5: in turn two dave
1: kurt bush tried to squeeze down into the bottom line made contact with another car
5: spun broadside in the middle of turns one and two barely there barely there easy easy hang on to it here man hang on to it left rear damage here guys left rear damage I got four flat tires. The is minimal other than just apron to banking. Lap number 73, Joey Logano on pit Rose All of these Sunoco fuel only. Hopefully we can get up by the 10 here. No pressure coming on the track. Hopefully they'll let outside the 10. Force him up there when he blends, outside the 10. How the hell are we keeping that get beat on his fuel only? Get
12: four, man. All right, right now we're getting word that perhaps the number 11 of Denny Hamlin is off the pace.
4: Denny, we're still trying to figure it out, but we still don't think we got enough in. I still don't know why. Just right run as long as you can run. 36 to go. Trouble.
5: Cars begin to slide. Collected. Slamming into the inside wall. Across the grass they go. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Gap, 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 gap. All right, get back going. we got minimal damage right
11: here. Break,
1: break, break, break. After this 48, get back going. Call yourself. Back,
5: back, back, Up! back it up, back it up. we got a flat left here. Four tires, that's four, 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 four. Jack, Jack, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, come on, come on. Pull the out too, pull the out. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Hard all the way, hard go, 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 go,
7: And De Benedetto is around, a multi-car pileup as cars crash and collide. Wrecking, wrecking.
15: We're done, guys. Let me know you're all right. Will it roll? Oh, God, no. Jesus. 1040, you okay?
5: Yeah. Take
4: your time again now. Yep. All right, guys. I uh, appreciate you racing hard. That's all you can do.
12: Flag in the air here at Daytona. Here they come, racing back through the tri-oval. Advantage goes to Denny Hamlin. Halfback abused,
5: 22, can't get to him. One back, white flag coming back no matter what. Don't get too far out. One and a half, one and a half, tighten it up behind. Denny Hamlin's trying to block all lanes. He's to the outside, to the inside, to the checkered flag. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. Get high, get high, get high. Hell oh, Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. You are the man, D.H. You are the man.
15: Awesome
5: job, Chris. Team, I'm really proud of you guys. It's going to be a great year.
7: Next week, we'll have a look into Denny Hamlin's back-to-back Daytona 500 wins and his chances at making history by winning three in a row. Also coming up next week, we're looking back 20 years at the 2001 Daytona Speed Weeks. Everything that happened and everything that changed NASCAR.
1: Tony Stewart is going to win the Budweiser shootout of 2001. They keep making new versions of the Hans device, and uh, I'm actually getting a helmet fitted up for one right now. Coming down to the finish, though, it is Michael Waltrip trying to hold off Dale Earnhardt Jr. As
7: I exited turn four, just what I thought was the case. You know, I, I could just see a
14: big red car in my in my mirror and some dicing in the back, and I, I felt... I felt like I was going off turn four to get the checkered flag, and and it was
7: going to be the best day ever.
1: In 463 tries, finally, Michael Waltrip is going to win. Dale Earnhardt gets turned sideways. He'll take Schrader. Earnhardt and Schrader are in the wall. It was probably the most influential race because Dale was our biggest star, and we lost our biggest star, and it really shook up everything when it comes to safety.
7: That's a little preview of what you'll hear in the special edition of NASCAR Live that we call 2001 Speed Weeks. The Week That Changed NASCAR, coming up Monday, February 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That's all the time we have for you for this week. We'd like to thank Kevin Harvick for joining us. Also, our thanks to Eric Almarola, Cole Custer, Chase Briscoe, and Chip Weil. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us as well, and we'll chat with you again right here next week on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody.
2: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Julian Council, and Rich Cobra. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
13: Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's ruoff, r u o f f.com.